Hi, welcome to the Los Hermanos Podcast. I'm Tristan. And I'm Jackson. And today, we're listening to Drinks with Los Hermanos, an original podcast highlighting the journey of community builders. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Facebook. Hey everybody, how's it going? Jackson. On this episode of Drinks with Los Hermanos, we sat down with some of the Battle Creek Public School administrators and talked about their new curriculum and what they're doing with their new academy system. And also, at the end of this, the audio cut a little bit short. So, enjoy. Thanks for stopping by. What is going on, everybody? I am Jackson. I'm Tristan. And today we have Tyler, Noah, Dr. Nuzzy, Nate from Battle Creek Public Schools um, on this episode of Drinks with Los Hermanos. And uh, we are in the high school right now, and we are going to do a little bit of learning. <laughs> so... Um, Let's get started. Tyler, what is your function, job, what do you do here? Yeah, so this year I am um, our freshman academy principal. Um, I slid into this role after being a teacher in the freshman academy here at Battle Creek Central High School for the past four years. Okay. And um, so can you just tell us a little bit more about what the freshman academy is? Yeah, thanks for asking. <clears throat> so the freshman academy is really um, the first academy that students will experience now that we are a Ford Next, Gener Next Generation Learning Academies school. Mm -hmm. It's a loaded term that I'm getting used to. <laughs> um, so really our job is to um, engage students with exploring career opportunities. So they take the traditional courses that a student would take in any high school um, across our city. But in addition to that, they take a freshman seminar course, which is really designed to um, just throw students right into the experiences of what it would be like to be in a multitude of different careers. They experience career panels. Um, they go on multiple college visit sites when possible um, and the college visits aren't just kind of just like oh choose a college that you yeah. think would be fun it's really tailored towards um, the careers that they've identified as an area of interest for them so in the freshman academy we really are intentional about um, putting intervention teams in place for students to wrap as many supports around each student as possible to make sure that we help start the path to make sure that every Bearcat can be college community and career ready all right, that sounds like it's a pretty good way to get started in your high school career. It's going through that and getting a little bit of a big picture, not just how you're in, in the next level of school. So with the academy system, this is all very new. What yeah. was the, the name of it again? The so we're the Battle Creek Central High School Career Academies. Career Academies, yep. okay. And what you said that was part of a different program? Yeah, so, um, you know, what we looked around and said, we're not – hitting every one of our students, right? We don't reach every student that walks through our door. So we've got to do something differently. Um, and we really looked at it from a grand scale and said, as a community, we've got to do something differently. And so our focus was on how do we actually start to make school relevant to every single student so that we're not just focused on our high achievers um, and we're not just focused on the students who are struggling, but every single student's going to find a connection to school, which is critical, right? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get them here and have them be successful if they don't know why they're showing up every day. Um, so when we started to figure out what that structure was, uh, we fell into a partnership with Ford Next Generation Learning, as Tyler talked about, and we really figured out that the model is we We've got to get our students engaged in understanding who they are and how that will translate into a career or really how that translates into skills that will take you into a career, right? Um, and then figuring out that we need partners, that we can't do this alone because our other goal is we're a catalyst for the community. If we don't have a school system that's preparing students to enter the workforce or to enter uh, the next phase of their lives, our community suffers, right? And so what we want to do is say, 
what does the community need from us and what do we need from the community and then put that together. And that's really what career academies are. So we're gonna figure out uh, with the community, what are the needs? What needs do you all have out of the graduates that walk across our stage and then build that, right? Um, and so our career academies are, are targeted with just that. We're, we figured out what careers do we have as a community that we're not filling, what occupations that are high skill, high wage. Um, and now we're gonna make sure that the kids have the right skills to start filling those positions. Also knowing a kid may never fill one of those positions because they wanna go do something else, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. we've given them soft skills that ensure they can do it. And you said this is the second type of academy system in the state? So the, we are the second Ford Next Generation Learning uh, Academy, so we actually have been designated as such. Um, and it's actually a model, so they've got just around 40 communities throughout the United States and then actually one in the UK that are also doing the same work or similar work. Um, but what's neat is it's really not just a, a, okay, here you go, go do exactly what everyone else does. Their model is you sit with the community and figure out what the community needs. So we built this with the community. Everything that we've figured out as far as how do we structure our academies, what careers are we going to be focused on, what soft skills, what, what does a graduate look like, that was built with our community. So not as an educational institution saying this is what's good for everyone, we did it together. I think that's really important because as I look back at my schooling after I graduated college, I, I looked at it I was like, that was really not the best way to teach kids how to learn. And so seeing a different <laughs> approach to... Um, how school is taught and how they fundamentally grow children mm -hmm. is something I've kind of like looked back on like this needs to be changed but I don't know how yeah. so this, this is an awesome step forward I think. Yeah. So there are two things that Noah said that just brought um, some things to my mind. No one sitting here after being designated Ford NGL really knows what happened in those processes with the community mm -hmm. unless you were part of that. And to think back on that, I mean, literally we started with groups of people and mm -hmm. chart paper galore and, you know, mapping out what we knew about the community needs and then getting more people involved and confirming that and looking at data in the community. And all of that background work um, to get to this day for our students was really kind of amazing. And as Noah said, it's not a recipe. That was one of the beautiful things about selecting Ford NGL is they knew some lessons along the way for us. They had some guidance, but it was really developed what we needed. It was individualized as it is in all of their places. And then I think the question that I get so very much is how can you expect a 10th grader to select their pathway? And Noah mentioned that even after they have selected it and gone through the classes that somewhat prepare them for that, that career or even do have some kind of an industry certification, I think we forget that kids are amazing and we have to trust them and trust their instincts and trust what they know that they like. And also they're trusting us to know that if this is not the path, that it's okay. They can have an exit ramp out to try one other thing. And even in the end, if that's not it, they actually have the opportunity to know that is not it. Yeah, they don't have to pay for college and get all the way through. Exactly. So, you know, from a parent's perspective, this is beautiful to help them decide, is this it? Is it not it before they're writing those big checks or getting those loans? And again, the soft skills that mm -hmm. students um, receive regardless of the pathway that they take. And we ask students down in Nashville where this academy really started. 
So what happened, you know, when you didn't pick that career, you didn't go that way, and every single time, bar none, the student said, no, it was okay. Mm -hmm. It, you know, it prepared me for a whole bunch of stuff, and I knew I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of exciting. So you guys keep referring to the different academies mm -hmm. you can go. Um, describe the different ones. So you said there were four? So three of them. Three of them. So. Yep, no, no problem. So to Tyler's point, students will enter into the Freshman Academy and it's very intentionally meant to give those students the additional support. So you know they need a smaller space. They've just come to you from a middle school. Uh, it's a difficult transition for every student who goes to high school. It is a change. You go from being, you know, top of the pile uh, to, okay, I'm just another one of the kids in the school, right? Um, and then you're figuring out who you are. I mean, that transition to ninth grade is you redefine yourself yeah. throughout that time, right? And so we want to build a space where they know I've got a group of people that are going to support me through it, right? And that's not just... Uh, their friends, but that's every kid that walks into that freshman academy, and then it's every single teacher, your counselor, your principal. They're all there saying, we're going to get you what you need so that at the end of this year, you're ready to step into one of the other two academies. Mm -hmm. So then when they make that exit, they've determined what pathway do I want to go into. So we put them through a pretty rigorous process as far as right. figuring out where do my skill sets lie. So I'm not just saying, oh, I think I'd like to be in a business pathway. I need to figure out do my skills actually lend itself to being in the business pathway, right? Um, so taking that passion but figuring out how it lines up with your actual skill set. And so then they determine what pathway and then we'll put them into another academy. And, and we're trying to mirror that same thing. I'm going to find you a cohort of people, students that are thinking the same thing you're thinking and <clears throat> teachers who are focused on giving you those supports. So they'll end up either in, we call it the Be It at this point academy, so business, engineering, and industrial technology, and then the Health and Human Services Academy. So they've got those two separate spaces. Um, and, and what's awesome about that is they're going to get hands-on experience. They're going to be out in the workforce. So every single kid will have a job shadow and see what that field looks like. Every single kid will have an internship and really be able to put their skills to work in that field. So by the time they walk out of here, they either know this is for me, this is what I've got to do, this is my passion, I'm good at it, or that is absolutely not it. I'm going to go find something else. Yeah, that's one thing that um, I listened to this guy that said he wanted to be XYZ and he once took a job right out of college that was in um, pharmaceutical sales, said he spent six hours and was like, yep, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> so it's, it's good to get yeah. that, you know, get to taste everything, at a, like you said, at a time right. that's not so crucial. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think the other thing that's really important to think about, too, is, and I have no idea how you guys ended up in the, the coffee business, right? Like, no context for that. But what I do know is you found something you were passionate about, and you figured out the business side of it, mm -hmm. and we kind of match it up too, right? So if I'm a kid who says, well, I don't truly see myself necessarily represented in one of those pathways, we're going to help you understand how whatever that passion is will be supported by one of those pathways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I may say, look, I mean, I'm, we've got kids that say, I'm a shoe designer, right? Like, I am going to design shoes. Well, awesome. I don't have a pathway for that. But I have a pathway that will teach you the business side of things right. so that when you start selling shoes, <laughs> yeah. you understand what it looks like to turn a profit. You understand what it looks like to take care of the business side of things, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll make sure, or you're going to go in the finance pathway and you'll know how to handle the financials that are going to go along with that business. Yeah, two other things that I think are, are key is I know I, I kept hearing in college even, 
Um, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I kept hearing that. And I, I like to add on yeah. that it's not just who you know, but it's what you can do, too. And so I think on top of those those hands-on experiences and the soft skills, which I think you can take anywhere, um, it's really as far as getting um, our community involved and mm -hmm. getting those, um, you know, internships and externship right. opportunities for our students, um, they're not just out there getting experience. They're out there making relationships. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes that one relationship mm -hmm. to spark something in a kid. You know, somebody out there in the business world that believes in that kid um, and, and can put them in contact with somebody. And, and it just sets them on, on, mm -hmm. on an upward path. Um, so, um, yeah, I just, I've, and then the other pieces, I think, um, that I don't think we touched on yet. This whole um, setup of the career academies um, is not just set up to help our kids succeed. Um, but built within that is it's making this a more engaging experience for these right. students on a yep. daily basis yep. Yep. where they're they're more excited to come to school because they have it gives them a purpose it gives them some relevancy mm -hmm. um, and it gives them you know a why why are we learning this and they get to apply it to a to a career path now and if I can piggyback off of what Nate was saying you know um, with, when it comes to the freshman academy one of our primary focal points is this idea that in any transition humans need three things right we need relationships we need safety and we need information mm -hmm. I think of different transitions whether it's me transitioning this year into a new job um, my transition from high school into college um, from college into the workforce we always need those three things to be met before we can ever function fully so coming into the freshman year like um, Noah was saying we want to we leverage getting kids a relationship with link leaders on day one of the school year and then our teachers are very relational minded above curriculum above everything else we really want to connect to our kids and understand our kids so we can motivate them and help push them to find their true version of themselves mm -hmm. we make sure that we create a very inclusive and safe environment in all of our classrooms so every kid can show up as their authentic self and then we use the freshman transitions course to give them all the information they need so that they can make those choices like Dr. Duzzy was saying mm -hmm. on which pathway am I going to go to that way they don't get six weeks or six hours into a job and say whoa this wasn't for me yeah. to me that's indicative of a person that didn't have enough information what well, their oh, looks yeah. like right, right good point. so we really want to focus we focus in on um, how can we meet your basic needs so that when you make that jump into those um, those other academies that you really are in a place where you can feel at home and really to drive that in there's like an old saying that exists in our community, right? Once a Bearcat, always a Bearcat. Mm -hmm. So our mantra that drives us in the freshman academy is welcome to the family. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. You touched on Link Crew, Tad, there, and I don't know if we've covered Link Crew yet. Did we? If you want to just... Is, no. Yeah, um, awesome. So it's a, um, a phenomenal program that's designed to take our leaders in the school, and we really look for leadership within all facets of our students. Mm -hmm. So we don't really look at just, like, don't... We don't want just a four-point of student that's involved in three sports and four extracurriculars, mm -hmm. right? We really want students to find leadership capacity in themselves and to allow us as the adults to really develop that and cultivate up those leadership skills. Um, so they go through a pretty rigorous training over the summer, um, about a 20-hour training in the summer, so that on the very first day of school, there's two link crew leaders, normally a junior and a senior, that have been identified by their teachers as having leadership potential that are paired with 10 freshmen. And they're sole purpose for this whole school year is to make sure that those freshmen have everything they need and to be the lead advocate for those freshmen as they traverse their um, freshman year. So it's a really powerful program to give them a relationship with somebody that's above them. And we really want to like flip that old trope on its head where people, where freshmen are coming 
come into a school afraid of upperclassmen, you know, afraid of these mm-hmm. freshmen right. beat down Damn Fridays right. or whatever. Um, <laughs> but those don't exist here, right? Like, those don't. Like, our juniors and seniors, even though some of them get like, oh, freshmen, they get annoyed with freshman behavior, mm-hmm. mostly because it reminds them of their freshman year. <laughs> right? But they really take ownership of making sure that these young folks can travel this high school in a successful fashion. And more importantly, it tells them that when they see other students being successful that look like them, mm-hmm. it indicates to them that they can be successful mm-hmm. in school too. Mm-hmm. Also, it builds that community where they, instead of ostracizing them, they reach out and help right. them out. So I think what I'm gathering from a lot of this is that it's really just building relationships Correct. in the school with other students, mm-hmm. with internships, externships. And that's something that a lot of times you only get in college. Yeah. Like when you get right. there, it's like that's when you start to make your mm-hmm. network and right. like you, yeah. your roommates yeah. and your hallmates, you, you end up professionally working with them a lot of the times because that's who you know mm-hmm. and that's something that's not common in high school and I think that's really great that that's where you guys are starting with that because you know just for instance sometimes college isn't for everybody but if you did an internship with a company you might be able to work for that company yeah, sure. and get a career out of that and not have to go to college to do so and that's mm-hmm. that's I think it's just a really good relationship yeah. builder and mm-hmm. just puts that foundation that relationships are very important right, right? And it, it allows our community to leverage the greatness that is our kids, yeah. right? We right. have an incredible yes. community of young people. And for many of them, they're going to leave this space and then they're going to leave this community, mm-hmm. right? And what we want to do is intentionally build in bridges so that they either come back or they never leave in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that's our future. It's our, that's what we need. We need kids who are invested and are going to stay a part of this community. Mm-hmm. And so if we built it from mm-hmm. freshman year all the way through the end of high school and then built them the bridges into the community beyond the high school, mm-hmm. they're going to stay. They're going to absolutely build this city up. Yeah. I want to talk up our teachers for a minute, too, because this is a really different way, a different structure, a different way to think mm-hmm. about, you know, organizing students or, or teaching because this isn't what you're taught in school when you want to go into teaching. Um, This is really novel. And what I've seen um, from the very beginning are teachers who were curious. They were willing to say, okay, I'll listen. And then once they really listened, they understood what this could do for their students and really their community. Um, They're in. They are all in. And it is different, and it's a learning curve for them as well, but they're willing to do it. And so without this group of teachers who would say, yeah, we'll try that, um, and we'll work through these, these barriers of, of I don't know, mm-hmm. I think it's a good model mm-hmm. for our students. Um, and I do think there's going to be a benefit, too, for our teachers because there are planned externships for our teachers in community businesses and industry so that the teachers get to go into those places and learn about what it is that they're going to come back and impart to their students as well. So it's really raising everybody at one time. That's amazing. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think one other thing to, to think about when we talk about she's talking about teachers not necessarily knowing exactly what's next right? right and a big part of that is goes back to what you said of school didn't really connect right um, and what we know is it's got to be hands-on it's got to be experiential you are way more apt to engage if you are actually doing something uh, and especially something that's going to put you in contact with what it'll look like beyond the walls of a school. And, and there's no term I hate more than the real world. Like when people say, oh, when you get in the real world, they're in the real world, right? right? Yeah. So why don't we just already make it so that they're they're having that experience? Because we want them to be able to say, okay, I'm really good at 
X, Y, or Z because I physically did it, right? You don't really know uh, if you're going to be uh, apt to be able to do something until you've put your hands on it and you've done it and you've felt it. Um, and so knowing we're going to have those experiences, but then also knowing we build them with the community. So we're not going to say, oh, this is how it looks when you go work in a business or you go work at a bank or you go do these occupations. I'm going to have those actual people in the field telling us this is what it looks like right. and I'm going to come in and show your students what it looks like and then teach them by getting them to do the work themselves mm -hmm. so it makes a big difference rather than a teacher just saying yeah you know you'll use angles when you build a house <laughs> well that's awesome right that's great you really yes. will and so now I need that construction company to come in and show yeah. them right. this is legitimately what yeah. it is right. right and I think a lot of what Noah's saying is it speaks to like what teachers are going to teach right mm -hmm. but um, paired with that is we're really reframing and reimagining how teachers teach Right. Mm -hmm. right, we're going completely away from that old adage of like a sage on a stage and the spotlight's on me and it's teacher-centered and I'm the voice in the room to like, what are your needs? Where are you at currently? Let's meet you where you are and then let's build you up to where we want you to be. So it's very student-centered, it's differentiated, it's culturally relevant, it's trauma-informed. Um, we're looking at everything with an equity lens. So it's there's all these different like angles and turn, we're trying to peel back every layer we can to make sure that the student experience is best for the student, not necessarily best for the teacher. But because of that, we have amazing teachers that are willing to like put their egos to the side and put mm -hmm. the old way of doing things to the side and really try to perfect their craft so that we can have the best possible experience for our students. I definitely had some teachers like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, sure. so, if it's so student-centric, what are some of the ways that, because one of the things that when I was going through school that happened was there was a lot of uh, budget cuts, so we had bigger classroom sizes. Mm -hmm. Are you guys bringing classroom sizes back down? So How do you attack that? Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple of beautiful things in what we're trying to do. So we always try to focus on staying about 28 kids to one teacher, right? And then whether or not you have a resource teacher, some other support available to you as well. Um, but as a school district, we've been really conscious of the fact that this is going to take investment. You cannot shift the way education happens if you're not willing to say, all right, and we've got to invest in more teachers, right? So we've shifted to a block schedule, which means kids are getting 87 minutes of instruction each period, and, and very intentionally because you can't get a hands-on experience in a 50-minute class. By the time you're ready to get the hands-on experience, you're walking out the door because the bell rang, right? Mm -hmm. And so we know, okay, you've got to stay in that space a little bit longer. And that requires us to invest in having more teachers in the building. I mean, uh, I feel like I, all I did this year was hire, but I was actually hiring for new positions that we created. We have three additional, t additional teachers this year, um, two of them being business teachers, that positions we didn't previously have, because we know I've got to put kids through these experiences. And so I've got to have more teachers, more opportunity, uh, and, and just really changing everything they're getting. So it's not, I'm going to cram 40 kids in the room, we're going to be committed to saying that's not how it works, right? We've got to make sure that that teacher can actually work with each and every student in that classroom. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I think a big piece of not only is it like the student numbers that can like start to make a teacher feel overwhelmed and maybe not refine their craft as much, but it's also when teachers are performing in isolation, right? Mm -hmm. So a part of that investment that Noah is speaking to is that teachers now have way more time than we've ever had to um, collaborate in what we mm -hmm. call professional learning communities or PLCs, mm -hmm. where teachers that share content areas and interdisciplinary teams come together daily and meet for 35 to 40 minutes to start talking about like what are you doing in your craft and how is it working and let's look at data around what's happening and I'm going to come observe you in your classroom so that way we really are we're expecting students to operate in a very collaborative environment so we're also mirroring that with our staff. Mm -hmm. awesome. yeah. 
I think another fun thing is that it's not just about the students and the experience that they have right here and now, but and not even just the preparation for what they're going to decide to do, but we looked at the resources in our community and just a little bit outside of that. And we have scripted dual enrollment pathways at Kellogg Community College and also at Grand Valley State so that our students can go seamlessly into one of those institutions and just keep right on going, having even gotten some college credit while they're yeah. here in this building mm -hmm. or on KCC's campus. Um, the early college program that we have, that's actually a fifth year in mm -hmm. high school, but you graduate that fifth year with your high school degree as well as the possibility of an associate's degree or an industry cert or something like that. We looked at the pathways that we have here and we made them so strong because we scripted and articulated courses right on into KCC or GVSU that just make it beautiful and make it easy for our students to just go right on. So that's kind of fun too. That is, it's impressive. Once you said that, I was like, oh wow, that's, uh, even though you're doing that extra year, you're getting a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of a gift. Even yeah. the dual enrollment courses, even if you don't choose that fifth year, mm -hmm. the dual enrollment courses that give you college credit that you're not paying for out of your right. own pocket, yeah. that's Huge. pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And what I think is powerful, so our first student that finished up their uh, fifth year was not a, oh, I'm going into a particular uh, college field, <laughs> welding. Yes. Right. That was our oh, first okay. completer was a welding program. And so she immediately, I, I yeah, think I, I talked to say, her. Did you realize, did you say female, which was yep. even yeah. amazing. So, and, and what's awesome is, I mean, we were four months before the end of school and she was already having the conversation with me about, hey, I already have my job lined up. I'm just waiting to finish up my classes and I'm going down to Mississippi. I yeah. will be welding full time. I tried yeah. to follow up with her at the end of the school. Yeah. Year. Yeah. She, was, she was gone. She had her yeah. job. Gainfully and happily employed. So yeah. I, I think it's critical to also to really dig in and say, look, we know college is not the only opportunity, right? right. Like, I, we, we believe every one of our students that is graduates from this school is going to be career college and community ready. So mm -hmm. we want them to be able to hop off at any point. Right. I don't want to say to a kid, you must follow this particular path. Absolutely. I want you to be able to say, I might go into the workforce right now because I have a certificate that says I can access a high skill, high wage job. I can be a CNA. I can be a, a medical assistant. I can be an EMT. Or, I've got this, I'm going to pay my way through college, and now I'm going to go get that additional licensing or degree that's going to elevate my pay, that's going to mm -hmm. elevate my job, that's going to get me where I want to go. So it's, we don't want to cut any kids short, because I don't want to tell a kid, you're going to go do this, right? Yeah. There's nothing worse than tracking a kid and saying, this is the only thing you can do in life, <laughs> right? I want to be able to say to a kid, do whatever you want. I'm just going to make sure you got skills that are going to let you access mm -hmm. that when you're done. Right. So I mentioned KCC and GVSU, but I didn't mention Calhoun Area Career Center. Yeah. And they have absolutely partnered with us beautifully as well. Um, and the welding, the mm -hmm. early college welding, was actually through them, as are some of the other industry or trade kinds of things. So we just um, <clears throat> kind of expanded what our students could have at the CACC with the pathways as well. Yeah. I had another, uh, I want to plug whoever put this program on for us, but I don't remember which bank it was. But the um, consumers credit union. Consumers credit yep. union. What was the what was it called? It is their uh, reality fair. Reality yes. fair. It yep. was yeah. amazing, and I wish I would have had that at any <laughs> point in my life, um, but particularly any time before college, um, and just taught our students here. Was it um, was it all grades? What grades participated this they year? They did twelfth grade and some eleventh graders. Okay, um, but just to to 
sum it up, it was kind of like a, a the game of life almost, mm -hmm. but in real life over in our in our gym. And these kids got they sat down beforehand. They mm -hmm. got a sheet that said, "This is what your job is based on their career path that they were mm -hmm. interested in. Mm -hmm. This is what your job is. This is about what the average salary is. Mm -hmm. um, maybe even this is about how much student loan debt you're coming out with." Mm -hmm. um, and they take this sheet of paper and they get their weekly. It gives a whole budget, um, and then they go table to table. We had all these vendors show up, and they get to select. Okay, do you want to shop at um, Aldi, or you know, do you want to shop at? Um, I don't know what's Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, exactly. Do you, okay, do you <laughs> yeah. want to buy a Ferrari or do you want to buy a Corolla? You yeah. know? And they yeah. make all these decisions, and yeah. then they have to get to the end of it. And it, it, it was a real. It, it is. It's just reality check, which is why they call it the reality mm -hmm. fair. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so amazing seeing that <laughs> happen. Good. And some of these and these kids have to go around and and make these decisions mentally before they're actually going in yeah. um, to having to in the real world. <laughs> you know, having to make those decisions. I, I think what's awesome too is like, so you highlight it, you say, okay, there's a partnership, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and what's fun is to look back now and think, so the conversations that we had with Consumers Credit Union along the way, we've been talking to them about, so what do you need, right? Like, what is it that you're not getting mm -hmm. from the students that we are having exit our building? And really what they were saying is, we can teach them what it looks like to work the job. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to teach a kid how to be... Uh, an employee at my bank, I need you to teach them how to actually interact with other people. Mm -hmm. How do you have the skill mm -hmm. to work with a client, to deal with that uh, parent that comes in that's angry, to uh, support somebody when they're heartbroken because, well, their bank account is all tapped out because yeah. they chose the Lexus over the Corolla, right? <laughs> like, so being able to navigate that part of the job because they can teach you everything else. They'll give you the job skills. We need to give them all of the other soft skills that'll help them do the job. Yeah. So there's a lot of change happening in the Battle Creek Public Schools. What other um, events have happened for the whole school system? Mm -hmm. um, so there's, well, there's quite a bit of innovation yeah. that has gone on mm -hmm. and all the planning for it. Um, and so in addition to the, the high school um, career pathways, we've got the opening of Fremont IB School. And I think Nate can speak to that. Um, and then also we have a middle school STEM that we're opening, and I'm pointing down the hallway because it's actually located on this first floor of the high school, just mm -hmm. down a ways from where we are. Mm -hmm. um, we had a, a beautiful setup in that this hallway is rather separate from the rest mm -hmm. of what happens in the high school, and a number of parents were concerned about that. They wanted their sixth, seventh, and eighth graders with, you know, here in the high school with this opportunity, but not necessarily interacting mm -hmm. with. 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th yeah. graders all day, every day. So we had the perfect setup. So this year, uh, we're opening it, I think, in a very smart way. We're starting with 6th grade students only. So next Tuesday, which is a day before the rest of the students come, 60 6th graders will be coming and having their orientation into the middle school STEM. This is a brand new, very innovative uh, program. The curriculum was written collaboratively with teachers from the middle school STEM, supported by Grand Valley State University uh, professors who have that expertise really under their belt. So it's a, it's a very specific curriculum written to help students understand STEM. And then from that, they're gonna have all kinds of choices because they'll be so prepared. So next year, the sixth graders will move up to seventh, we'll bring in a new group of sixth graders, and then you get the picture. So yeah. in three years, fully populated with 
sixth, seventh, and eighth grade students. Um, and it's something that parents, the community, students are extremely excited about. Yeah, yeah. and I can speak to Fremont, um, not just uh, work-related, but I'm also, a, I've got an incoming kindergartner who is um, probably more excited than I am. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, I mean, it's particularly exciting. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and no yeah, one does too. pre-K yeah. and a first grader. Yeah. So we've got pre-K through first all, all sitting at the table coming into <laughs> Fremont next year. Um, but I know that the community is particularly excited because um, the building is reopening um, after being closed for, I think, two years. And so it's really an exciting point in our transformation mm -hmm. process to be able to have that, um, you know, reopen for this neighborhood um, over in the Fremont area. Um, and because that used to, you know, McKinley used to be over there on that side of town. And so there's a lot of people that are really excited um, about Fremont reopening, but in particular, um, it's not just going to be your normal elementary school. It's what's called a magnet school, so it doesn't have a um, you know a you know a boundary. A right. boundary. Right. Yep. Um, it's open to anybody um, to apply. So we've got we're starting with just similarly to the STEM school. Uh, it's starting with pre-K through first grade mm -hmm. um, this year, and then we'll add a grade each year, and it'll eventually be a pre-K through five. Um, and actually, we got to open a third kindergarten classroom just recently, yeah. right. um, because we had such a long waiting list. And we saw that there was a there was a real need in our community, mm -hmm. and we were able to respond to that. Um, so we were really excited recently to be able to open up that third classroom and let um, you know 25 or so more kids in. I think it's important to say, so he said International Baccalaureate, and yeah. most people are like, huh? Yeah, right, right. right. Um, and so what, what really that focuses on is the, it's the critical thinking skills, right? And it's the problem-solving skills, and it's understanding who you are as a global citizen right. and a member of your local community. So it's, it's going bigger than just, I'm a kid showing up at a school, right? Now you need to start thinking of yourself in context of, so how do I position myself to everyone else around me? Mm -hmm. um, and then, additional benefit, Spanish, Spanish instruction every, every single day, every day. Right? Like right. I'm super. My girls are so excited to be able to yeah. speak Spanish. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, I'll learn yeah. with you. So <laughs> Good luck with it's going to be amazing for all right. of us. And, and still gym class for all yes. the kids who are wondering. Yes. Yes. That's what yes. Yes. Particularly. So <laughs> you spoke of the community being excited about that. I just happened to get an email from a lady that lives across the street from Fremont. Mm -hmm. Got it this week, or yeah, this week. And she said, I just want you to know that when Fremont closed, I was just kind of heartbroken and kind of heart sick. Mm -hmm. She said a beautiful school and she said I used to love to see the children and hear the children walking into school and and she said when that closed she said my heart just sunk. I just felt so bad and she said to know that that is reopening to see what it's been happening mm -hmm. there to see all mm -hmm. the the hustle and bustle of getting that school back opened. Um, yard work and outside work and she said wondering what the inside looks like but then she also said but now I know because she said I'm so excited my granddaughter got in oh, and she said yeah. so now I not only see it from my house and, and get to see and feel and hear all that again but she said now my own granddaughter is going to be there so she said this is the best yeah. ever that's great so yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are a lot of families in that particularly in that area um, that I think are just really excited and have kind of yeah. been waiting to see what happens and it's it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, the other one that a lot of people are really excited about, um, and I know my wife was too, and I didn't think it would be that popular, but um, it's going to be uh, a uniform. Uh, oh. um, they're going to have polos and, and khakis, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of parents are really excited about that because, one, 
we did, you know, one quick children's place order. You know, we got like five shirts for five bucks a piece yeah. mm -hmm. online. They all came in and we've got his school shopping done. So that's one key benefit. But the other yeah. one, you know, you don't have kids arguing over who's got the cooler Nike shirt on or anything like that. I mean, it's polos right. and khakis. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's going to be, it'll be really exciting to see, mm -hmm. see where this goes. Um, and the teachers are really great too. I've mm -hmm. got to meet a couple of them already. Um, we've had teachers. We've got one. My son's teacher is coming from uh, Alaska. Oh, wow. um, we've got another teacher coming from Missouri, I think. Um, so it's been really exciting to see what this type of school um, can draw in um, this kind of talent from around the country. So it's really cool. That's one thing that I've seen around the news and hearing through things is that the getting the pipeline of teachers from around the mm -hmm. country has really been a focus and it's yes. glad to see other people are investing in this community as well yeah do you want to speak to the teacher pipeline too a little bit um sure i can so we are actually part of the um, career pathways is to gather our own students get them into education and i have to say ultimately get them back in our classrooms right. here yeah. in battle mm -hmm. creek mm -hmm. so that's an initiative with grand valley state university that will start right here yeah. they will have classes from grand valley state right here in our own high school and then i really do believe we'll get them back i, I think, think so they'll too. want to be here just looking at the teachers that we have in this district exactly. already and how many of them are, are from battle creek yeah. and are, are bearcat alum yep. and they come back and are teaching it's really cool to keep running into so many of them well and as you know teachers people are not going into education all over the United States. I mean, it's becoming harder and harder to mm -hmm. locate a teacher anywhere, yeah. certainly not just in Battle Creek mm -hmm. or even just in Michigan. Mm -hmm. But I kind of almost think of this as um, like shepherding them or mentoring mm -hmm. them. You know, we're, right. we're seeing strengths in certain students and we're able to say, hey, you know, that's kind of like what a teacher would yeah. do. Right. Are you interested? And, and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd walk along the path with you. And I think mm -hmm. that makes it a whole lot more enticing to them. And especially when they have great teachers like mm -hmm. Tyler, you know, once a teacher, always a teacher, right. even <laughs> though you're a principal now, Tyler. But when they've had great role models and when they've had teachers that have made a difference in their life um, who are here still in the building and saying, yeah. you can do this and you can come out of this and join us right back here, uh, I think it just does a lot to entice students um, and to let them know they're in the right role. If I can add one more thing, just because I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So <laughs> we, we, um, we really do buy into this idea that all means all right here mm -hmm. at Battlefield Public mm -hmm. Schools. So despite our best efforts, we know that um, one program still doesn't fit all students. Um, so Dr. Nelsey has done a lot of work over this past year of putting together an arena-style school experience over at WK Preparatory High School, mm -hmm. if you want to speak to that. Absolutely, and, and thank you for that, Tyler. I appreciate it. So we do have an alternative high school, and the one thing that I would want everybody to know is a lot of times when people think of alternative, they automatically think of, of kids with behavior issues and, and they think of, you know, I would never want my student there. But the truth of the matter is alternative really does mean an alternative path. There are some students that for many reasons, the structure of, of a school like a high school just simply doesn't work for. They may already be parents. Um, they may be their family's sole breadwinner. Um, it can be all kinds of different things, but it certainly doesn't mean that they are less desirable students or people. And so we opened the Alternative High School uh, three years ago. We just finished our third year this mm -hmm. past school year. And in Battle Creek, our superintendent helps us always look for what's better and better for the purpose of our students. We are student-centered. And so 
we started looking at our students and thinking, yeah, we're doing okay with them. They're learning, but we weren't sure of the value of their diploma, even after we got them through. So we started looking at some different models across the United States. And we arrived on one that we found in Bronx, New York. And it was called Bronx Arena High School. And it's so interesting. We went to visit two times. The whole structure is very different. A lot of times, alternative students need a little more affirmation, a little more motivation. Um, I don't want to say a little more care because all students mm -hmm. need that care, but so just something, a community. Thank mm -hmm. you, Nate. That's exactly what it is. And so the Arena High School almost looks more elementary-like when you go in there. So students in high school go to an arena, which is a classroom. They have a teacher that's in that arena that they stay with the entirety of the day. They work on two classes at a time. There's an online piece, but it's not like online where that's their instruction. Without teachers face-to-face, -face, they, um, they would not thrive like, like they do in this arena model. But they load their work online, they get some of their information online, and they have what's called a tracker. So in real time, every day, every hour, it changes to show them what they've accomplished as far as tasks, which would be like assignments. Mm -hmm. um, it gives them color codes, red, yellow, green, how they're doing. The thing I love about that tracker is you can always get back to green. You, you do not have to stay on red, and you don't have to do everything to get back to green. You have to do one thing. So they're very safe. They have one teacher, and then other content specialists will come in to their arena and teach whatever they're whatever their generalist doesn't teach. So it's just this beautiful community, very few, few transitions, which is where some kids can have problems, mm -hmm. but we also have an opportunity to teach them how to be and how to build positive relationships, not just with their teacher, but with their peers. Mm -hmm. So it's a really beautiful thing, and I'm very mm -hmm. excited about that. Thank you, Tyler, yeah. for bringing that up as well. That's over at WK Prep. I was just thinking we should maybe have them on for another episode or something. We probably like should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and bring some After students. The school year starts. Yeah. One of the neat things was we actually got to go to the Bronx Arena twice, and the second visit that we took, we took two students from That's WK really Prep cool. to New York City. And uh, we, because we wanted them to, we wanted their input because it feels so funny, or it felt so funny when you look at these really adults. And you look at them in what we're used to seeing more like an elementary kind of a structure. And even though the students there were like, no, this feels really good. We like this. We know what you're saying, but, but this is good for us. We wanted to take two of our students and say, you know, look around. Talk to the kids. Tell me if they're joshing us. You know, <laughs> is, this, is this for real? Is somebody paying them under the table? No. Um, and then bring it back. So what's nice is these two students will still be students at WK Prep, and they will be the beginning of our student advisory team over there. And then they also can talk to the other students and say, this is really good, you know. So that was neat. Yeah, that is. I, uh, I like that because you actually get, like you said, you can see it from one perspective and it's not the one that you're targeting. So right. You could yeah. be like, ah, oh, this doesn't make sense. But to them, like, like you said, this is perfect. This is yeah. what we need. Yeah. It's so. really something I think we've been working on at every stage of this um, our district's transformation that we're now like going into year three has mm -hmm. um, we're really working on getting that student voice and that's been a big yeah. part of the career academies too I don't know if yeah, you mentioned absolutely. that but there there were oh, yeah. students involved in every, every phase step. of that right um, including their parents community members um, yeah. administrators teachers everybody it was really cool mm -hmm. um, 
I will say, since we're not leaving any stones unturned, <laughs> right. um, this has got me thinking. Now we've pretty much, you know, we've covered pre-K through five, talking about Fremont. We've covered uh, the middle school. We've covered the high school. We've covered um, WK. Um, so we do. I do want to take a second just to plug our adult ed program too, yes. which is which is always enrolling and is an awesome program we've got here in town. Um, and Debbie, I know you. Yeah, I don't hate to have you keep talking, but you can really speak <laughs> more than I can. I, I don't mind at all because I get really excited about this. So, adult ed is for people who did not achieve their high school diploma again for whatever reason. And what it has been is that students could come to our Miller Stone building, register. They can work at their own pace and their own time. They are definitely people who are in the workforce in some way, shape, or form, and or have families as well and they've been able to finish their um, high school equivalency degree, which might be a GED or a high set. Those are both um, equivalency degrees. But a couple of things have happened there. Number one, we also now are able to have a high school completer. So some of the students that would come over were like, oh, you know, I'm okay to get my high school equivalency, but I actually went to high school and I almost finished, and I kind of like the degree degree yeah. that they thought they were gonna get when they were in high school. So if they have 10 core credits from whenever they were in high school, we can take that and we can teach them and they can get an actual high school diploma, which to some people is just a treasure or a value. So that's one thing because we have certified teachers over there. Um, and that's unusual for many adult education mm -hmm. programs. Yep. The other thing that is amazing is um, we listen to our community, we listen to our students, and a number of them were like, yeah, it's just a little bit far for me over here, or I work out at the fort, or you know, I need childcare and I really just can't come. So we have all of a sudden kind of exploded with partnerships. So we now teach Battle Creek Public Schools adult ed in the Calhoun County Jail, I just attended um, a graduation ceremony, caps and gowns and all, and we appreciate the, the um, sheriff and undersheriff for allowing us to do that, but they graduated in the jail in an actual ceremony. It was beautiful. Um, three graduates this year there. We now teach at the Y Center, and the Y Center partners with us, and they offer babysitting for people who need to have babysitting. They also opened a testing center which is really um, difficult to do, lots and lots of regulations. Mm -hmm. So now our students don't have, to don't have to go to Kalamazoo to find a testing center and things like that, it's right there. We also um, have a, have a class, uh, classroom at Community um, Action over in the former Coburn School, mm -hmm. and that's for people who prefer to stay closer to home in that neighborhood. And then of great excitement is we just partnered with Denso. We have a classroom at Denso in the plant, wow. and they have recognized the need because they have so many temporary workers, and they want to better their workforce. And so once a person has their either degree or their high school equivalency, they can be hired on full-time, which is an automatic $3 per hour raise. That's huge. Yeah, that's and benefits, I could not believe the benefits I was hearing about. Um, and really, our classes over there are exploding, and we hold them at a time that a couple of shifts can take advantage, either come before your shift or you come right yeah, after your right. shift. And we had our first graduate from Denso um, this spring as well. Yesterday, um, the Michigan Department of Education met us out at Denso for a tour of the facility and have actually asked us to come and present at a couple of conferences alongside Denso because 
they said nothing like that is actually happening in Michigan. So that is amazing. Yeah, it's great to get the, the company buy-in on yeah. that, too. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it's improving I mean, they, their workforce, and it's yep. going to give them better employees. Exactly. So they, they kind of were looking for it, too. Right? They were. I mean, they were looking. They were trying to figure out how to do it. They wanted that yeah. opportunity for their employees. And, you know, sometimes... I don't know if all businesses do that because if you don't have the degree, you're, we're paying you $3 an hour less. Yeah. But that wasn't good enough for them. They know the value of an education and what that does for a person. And so they wanted that, and I really appreciate that from Denzo. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy to see how far out Battle Creek public schools are branching out, not mm-hmm. just the K through 12. It's, you know, all throughout the community in every yeah. different way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really impressive to hear all these programs that are coming. Yeah. Not to mention our outdoor education center right. up in, in Dowling <laughs> that touches, I mean, how many schools visit there oh, eat every yeah. week. Amazing. Um, it's, it's crazy just really to think about the reach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you guys get to visit the, the OEC? Is that Clear Lake Camp? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I went there as a student. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. nice. So then you'll be happy to know that that has just gotten a shot of revitalization, um, you know, cabins refurbished and updated and the lodge with new electric and new roofing and, mm-hmm. and just on and on and on we could That's go. Great. And it's it's going to be there for years to come mm-hmm. for our students and other students to enjoy. It's crazy how I just remember going there in sixth grade thinking it was like four hours. Right. Apologize for the audio cutting out early. It just happened, but I hope you guys enjoyed subscribe, like, and share. Thanks.